You're listening to the Hammersley Brothers Podcast. If you'd like to get started with three of our best tools, see the link in the show notes. They're free and video training is included. Hello and welcome to the Hammersley Brothers e-commerce podcast. This week, Ian and I are talking about when to panic and when it's just something like the weather that is causing a temporary blip in sales. We go through this important topic to understand how to keep our sanity. And so let's get started. Good afternoon. I'm good. How are you? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You're in sunny Abbasock again. You say again. that like, I know. You say that like, um, like we haven't been speaking. We've just been on the phone for an hour and a half. Well, you know, it's like, going to greet you. Like, like how are if... you? Yeah. It's just been moaning at me. Your for... voice. Moaning at me for 45 minutes. That's what I usually have to do. I have to get through it. And then we go, should we record a podcast? And you go, oh, all right then. So tired now. I <laughs> see. I wait till you're so tired, so I can I can speak and they can they can hear my wisdom and yours. Looks like yeah, yeah. That's all. I've noticed that people always get confused between who's Ian and who's Mark. Yeah, people. So people when, do. You know, when something good, when when I, when you said something good, I'll take the credit. Yeah, and you know, and on the you know, on the flip side, I'll also. I say, oh no, that was me. Yeah, that was me. That was Mark. That one. That one. Yeah. They would say, I thought you were the one that lived in Manchester. I was like, no, I live in New Zealand. Um. Anyway, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about. Um... Well, say what? It's I'll, tell, I'll give you the background. I'll give you okay. the background. The, the reason the reason I was we thought we could tell about this today is because it's quite relevant. Because there, there was a BBC news article that was published, which I. Um, made a comment on and it was talking about how this the summer has not been kind to online fashion or or fashion in general how mm. that the wet because the weather in england has been really quite bad mm. um and in june and july particularly so for summer summer clothing it's it, it's been massively down because of the weather um, not not in all, but it's been it's been down. And I was saying I think it's been down by about twenty percent in certain cases. And so mm. we were chatting about that this morning and about how the seasonality and factors beyond your control can either help or hinder your mm. e-commerce site. You know, yeah. and and that and that's an interesting topic because it's affecting everybody. And some businesses have have it where their seasonality is you know, very specific. It's like, you know, it, it's always the same. You like, they always have the Christmas run up. They always have the, um, you know, the bank holidays. They always have those key, those key moments. But the other ones that, that have this, you know, like these mini seasons that come like, you know, really rapidly and then rise and fall based on, on some event that's happening, like the weather, for example. Cause they meant the one that, the one I was talking about this morning was, um, was a golfing brand and the you know it's golfing apparel so it's fashion very mm. much a fashion related golf clothing not a functional one it's more of a fashion related so obviously if the weather's terrible at the moment in the summer they're not no one's playing golf in the rain well people are but not no not many mm. so obviously it's going to really affect their 
sales and it affects everything it affects their traffic but it mainly affects their conversion rate you, you know, know what they're though, like banging their heads you know what though, like I, I, and and i'm just going to play devil's advocate for a second because um i i know that i know the media because i, I follow quite lots of stocks and shares i'm kind of one of the warren buffett kind of followers and, and i watch that and I, I it always amuses me how the the press take something like a stock going up and they'll look for a reason why it's gone up and they'll they'll basically look for anything they can kind of put their hat on and kind of say oh it was this and stock went down because of this and you actually go and look at the stock and you go well doesn't really explain that that doesn't really make sense so you know and i, I do think the weather obviously does affect e-commerce definitely we can see that but like you know the press say you know the bbc coming out and saying that they the weather affected clothing and they're blaming it all on the weather is that is that actually the truth is it is it everything i mean I think this yeah, podcast... well, that was what that was what that was what the comments were saying was that it was probably a, a combination of everything, really, the market, mm. the you know, interest rates, inflation, etc. You know, more you know, fixed fixed rate mortgages ending. You know, and yeah, and a few things, and also with the obsession, a... the obsession with going on holiday, like like it, like before COVID, you know, the holiday was kind of like a oh well, maybe we're going on holiday this year, maybe we won't. Now, now after COVID, after no one's been able to go on holiday, everybody's like. No, the, the holiday's non-negotiable. So everybody's, you know. Well, I think that's what last year it was. Yeah, but I still I think, think it's there. I, think I still it think it's there. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think because last right. year I don't yeah, think the flights were right. there. I don't think flights were there as much. Now yeah, it's starting it's, to come back. Possibly, yeah. 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 But so I think it's a combination. Sorry, of things, you. Yeah. Yeah. I was just saying say, what this podcast is about. Yeah, what the this podcast is, what... is about is about uh, external events that can massively increase or reduce the sales. And I just wanted to talk through some of those, those things that, um, that, that we've seen yeah, so that, that have made a big, big difference. I just, want to, I just want to put a bit of context to that as well, because there's a phrase that I often say um, is that you, you don't underestimate the motivation of a prospective buyer. The, um, that you know, don't 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 underestimate their, how much their motivation can affect your conversion rate. So what I mean by that is that somebody who's not even arrived on your site yet, you know, mm. depending on what state of mood they're in, from some external thing that's been going on, that can massively affect how willing they are to buy from you at that particular time. Yeah, and it's like so when we when people talk about conversion rate optimization, you know, it you know, the thing that's slightly misleading with it or very misleading with it is that you know that you can by somehow manage to take somebody and through the trickery of amazing e-commerce convince them to buy and um it that doesn't happen and, and you know it, 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 you know the, the influence of you know it's a far greater influence of what's been going on before the person has even got to the site in the first place that can have a much bigger impact so the the conversion rate optimization piece is is really just trying to get the almost buyers, the people that should have bought that didn't buy, more of those, rather than convincing somebody that isn't ready or you know to go from I don't want to buy to buy. It doesn't tend to happen like that. Mm. Um, and so you have to factor that in when you're thinking about your conversion rate. And but then the problem is you'd say is okay if there are external factors that affect my conversion rate massively. What the hell do I do about it? Mm. And 
and I think the answer, there is only one answer to it. And if you've got, like, if the weather, you know, massively influ- influences your sales, mm. for example, there is only one thing that you can do, or any external event that you cannot control, like Netflix doing something. You'll go through the things in a minute, but there's only one thing that you can do, and it is it is adjust your recruitment budget accordingly. So if you see that you have got um, this real traction because something's happening, you know, there's some event that's happening in, you know, in the world, in the UK, in your country, that that's, that lends itself to your particular products, you can start, you'll start to see your conversion rates going up. If your conversion mm. rates go up, your ROAS will be going up, your return on ad spend. And that means that you can push your traffic and pull your traffic lever harder, you can increase your advertising budget because the demand is there. Because what effectively is happening is that you'll be able to recruit a customer much more cheaply when they are more motivated to buy. So if something's going on outside of your control, you've got to be ready. And the flip side of it, the opposite is if there's something, if if the market, if your particular market is is not reacting well let's say it is weather dependent and it's terrible weather and it's raining um you you should be able to you should spot that and you should be leaning back you shouldn't be spending so aggressively mm. because you're just going you're going to be recruiting a customer at, at double the price that you could do you know in next week when when the weather's better and so that comes down to the statement of make hay while the sun shines so when it's yeah. cheap to recruit customers, you should be ready. So you've got to have. I'll stop speaking in a minute because I I know you, I've just, but I just wanted to frame what we're about to talk about. Why, you know, mm. there are factors that you can't control, but you've got to be aware of them. You've got to spot them, and and that you've got to make hay while the sun shines. Because um, if you don't have the visibility of this, what'll happen is you'll sit back at the end of the month and you'll go, oh. Well, our ROAS was really high then in that week, mm. and then it really dipped. And you know, you 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 can't do anything about it. Then you've got mm. to be watching this. You've got to be watching your ROAS, new customer ROAS, every day, and you've got to be adjusting it accordingly. You've got to be able to go, oh, ROAS is high. Let's let's pull the traffic lever hard, and let's 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 push the advertising. And mm. you've got to be able to do that very quickly. And everyone who's running your ad campaign should be running it that way. They don't like doing that because it's a pain. Um, but unless you do that, you don't take the advantage of when, when the motivation is naturally there. Well, the reason I was going to say, which is, is interesting, is that the, the bigger the company gets, the more they want to budget and the more they want to kind of have strict, strict budgets. So, you'll, you know, when we work with the, you know, the FTSE 250 kind of companies, They'll very much have a budget for AdWords and say, like, we spent 20 grand this month and 30 grand this month and this much. So it's very managed. And to actually say, look, guys, you're doing really well this month. Do you want to spend more? They'll go, you know, in order to do that, it has to go through like about six people in the company and get signed off. And most of the time they say no. So when you're small, you've got the agility to be able to change your budgets accordingly without that bureaucracy and and make make hay whilst the sun shines. Now, particularly these big companies will tend to overspend a little bit at the beginning of the month. And then at the end of the month, they might not have as much budget. So sometimes you'll find the conversion rate better at the end of the month because everybody else, these big businesses that have got this fixed budgets have got, are, are running out. So 
you, 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 you've got to work out who you're up against. You can see that in your auction insights and see who you're up against. Well, actually, I'd really say big. also the, the effect of your competitors online is a factor mm. that you can't necessarily control. And we've seen this where um, some of our some of our econ brands, um, where a competitor's gone into sale early or, or you know, a yeah. sale has dropped. And we're like, oh, my God, what's happened to, like, ROAS is terrible. And then the the opposite's happened, and it's been where Rose has been really good, and we're like, oh, well, it'll be, it'll be because it's because of these competitors. And in, in, so the only thing you can do in that scenario, obviously, you can follow suit, and you you can you know you you should be you, you know what 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 one trick that I always use is I always sign up for our for your competitors' emails. I'm sure people are doing this, mm-hmm. but if you you know in your space, you can think like we, for our brands, we always pick maybe two or three ones that we know right these are the ones that we've got to watch and mm. we saw that's from their emails yeah um so we know when they're launching stuff and what they're doing yeah. and are you looking for a correlation yeah. between you know who you're coming up in the auction insights when they're starting their sales and whether or not that affects you and how much it affects you because you can very quickly understand which customers which competitors and which customers are are actually you know, shopping somewhere else because, you know, you might have a competitor that's, you know, a lot cheaper than you and that, that your customers aren't there. Like, you know, in, in one of our stores, I can see that, you know, 70% of people who come to us buy the higher price products. So obviously they're not competing with, you know, the, the, the lower price products we come up against, even though it says on the auction insight. So it's, it's understanding that. The other thing you said, Ian, that was interesting was being ready, being ready for these changes. So, I always kind of, I've been talking about like Google AdWords, for example, and same with Facebook ads or, or the other ones. Google AdWords being like layers of an onion. So you'll have your core, which is some, something you can run all year round. And that might be your Google shopping campaigns on your bestsellers and things like that. When it's, when it's you know, you're in season and something's going really well and you're converting really, really well. Let's take a homeware store. Like out of season, they can probably only run a core Google shopping campaign. But in season, November, you know, which is when they're the busiest, they can run search ads, maybe some display ads, maybe some, you know, Google, uh, YouTube ads. You know, they can, they can run a lot more because the customer is much more receptive to it. And so having those campaigns ready, so rather than kind of waiting till that point, obviously you need to have some search campaigns ready to go for those points when it gets good because otherwise it takes time to build them up and all those kind of things. The other thing is, like, We've worked with a lot of companies who, um, you know, they, they, they're not necessarily massively affected by the weather, but the weather, weather affects, the, affects the customer. And so they would have campaigns ready to go built in their email that was like a rainy day uh, campaign, a storm campaign and a snow campaign, particularly for the UK. And they would, they would be ready, the creatives done, ready to go so that when a storm day hit, or a rain, really rainy day hit, or snow hit, they had their email ready to go that day, that morning when people were hit with snow. And that made a really big difference because it, you're kind of right in the mind, you're right, in, the, you're right in, in what people are thinking about, and you had it, had it ready to go. And I remember we did really well with those rainy day campaigns for that menswear company we used to do. Yeah. Um, well, I think, people, Matt, I think psychologically you are, you are, you are where the customer is. Yeah, you know, aren't you? You know, and that's yeah. the, that's the key to it. 
you know to understand what they, what they want and I, mean, lot, I think lots of lots of businesses have well you, you start you were going i interrupted you before you were going to start talking about some of the examples of how we see factors affecting the conversion rate like weather was one but we we're talking about like yeah. the events like the world cup and stuff like that yeah and, and holidays and things so, so just the, just yeah. just go through a few and what what where because so which 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 clients on you know, on our level two programs, what would be relevant for those? Who, well, who gives you some seasonalities. Yeah. So, so basically, obviously, the golf client they're going to be affected by the weather. If people don't think they want to go out and play. Although I did actually pull off the, um, I pulled off the rain data for the UK and, and pulled off their conversion rate, and it didn't seem to make much difference. Interestingly enough, you know, it, it's it, so I was actually looking it's for causality. No, it's because they they when it's raining, they they sit at home on the right on the on the phone and they buy because they're not playing golf. It could be that it just rains in the England all the time, so therefore people yeah. have to buy golf clubs, uh, golf equipment. But like, there's there's obviously the the events which you talked about, like it, it, like when England's playing or um, these the Olympics or you know anything where everybody is focused on something. So like you'll find that the general election in any country tends to affect e-commerce. Um, something where people are distracted. Like for example, when we first went into COVID, um, you know, it wasn't apparent e-commerce, it was gonna be the amazing boom that it was gonna be because what happened at the beginning is that everybody just held the breath because people didn't know what it was gonna be. They were at home and they were just kind of going, well, I don't know what to do. Obviously food stuff took off straight away because people needed food straight away. But like it wasn't immediately apparent that people were going to buy homeware and uh, garden equipment and stuff that came later when people got used to it. So there can be an event where everybody kind of holds their breath, like, um, you know, a new government getting in or um, a new tax rules or a budget or something that's, that's, that's big. The other one is like, is, is, is programs people are all watching at the same time. So if there's a big documentary on Netflix and we saw this with uh, someone working with who sells mushrooms in, in, in Australia and he, he sold like a year's worth of mushrooms in a month because there was a there was a um, a fungi um, documentary that was really popular on Netflix and that'll have a massive effect and then there's the other things like long weekends and where they land and you know like Easter for example sometimes it it's, it's, it's sometimes in March and sometimes you know in, in April like it'll change your forecasting based on where it lands each year. And of course, you know, if you've not got complicated forecasting, you, you won't realize that Easter's going to be in a different month and therefore it'll affect things, things quite, uh, quite a lot. But, you know, it, it, should we go back to that, this weather and seeing how it affects yeah. search behavior, stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah, so, that's, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, like for example, bad weather, um, we tend to see a spike in mobile usage because people are less likely to be at the desktop computer and therefore obviously people are on the mobile, therefore the emails you're sending out are much more likely to be opened on the email. Therefore the, 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 the you know, like the rainy, rainy day campaigns, um, particularly need to be, have the, 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 the call to action or the, or the, the information above the fold, because that's how people are seeing it. Um, the same thing with like searching on the website, like, or, or, or products you sell. Like if people, people are, stuck at home it's like a mini covid lockdown effect isn't it they're going to be much more likely to buy things for the house and we certainly saw that with bedding in 
in July, in July, didn't we? We, we? People were stuck at home and they were buying a lot more bedding yeah. than normal. Well, I also think our clothing I, was a lot harder. Well, I also think though in in July people are buying bedding because they 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 are um, they got guests coming over to stay or uh, or they're going you know they've got B and Bs and they want you know there's lots of, there's lots more of that. Yeah. Yeah. Just going back to your point about you know, when people look, sat on the mobile phone when it's bad weather and it's raining and on the mobile phone a lot. I mean, I would say you know from an email perspective. Generally speaking, um, if you, you should email when people aren't doing anything so much, which is first time in the morning, um, so if, and um, and after dinner, mm. you know, if it's if it's a personal business to consumer product, let's say a homeware type, or you know, or clothing, or you know, something like that, you know, you'd email, um, you know, on a Saturday morning or a Sunday night. Yeah, and you, you know, can see you, those spikes in, in Google it. Analytics, yeah, like the trends. So, you can see Sunday night is the best time for us. I mean, we, a lot of the time you'll see we'll see a spike at lunchtime, just before lunchtime or, or just after lunchtime, and then we'll see a spike when people have um, got home and got the kids to bed. And then, you know, there used to be this, when people got tablets, remember when iPads came out, used to be this spike of parents who got the kids to bed and jump on their iPads and buy stuff. But it's not really, people don't seem to use iPads as much as they used to. They seem to use computers yeah. or, or mobiles. But you, you, you definitely see those kind of spikes. And that's where you want to be. Like if, you, if you're in Google Ads and you're, all your campaigns you know, are screaming at you for adding extra you budget. Know the, philosophy, the philosophy here, right, is, is go with the flow of the river. So if you think about yeah. you know, the, big, the big seasonality stuff where you, you, know, you run up to Christmas, Mark and I are basically saying that you... You, if somebody is naturally motivated to buy, um, you you can get more out of that customer. You can get more out of the you know when when people are motivated to buy. And generally, if you push that, you get more out of it. Rather than trying to convince somebody to buy who isn't motivated to buy, uh, it's much much harder to do that, and much more expensive to do it. So in the same way that. You know your big season. It's like if you know you've got your big seasonality. Let's say you let's say you you know you do loads of stuff over the Christmas type business. You do loads of stuff over the Christmas. Um, that's like an obvious big season. But then but then you get these little micro seasons. These little micro bits. And it's basically if some if, if you push you go with the flow of the river and you make hay while sun shines. And it happens all the time. It doesn't just happen. You know once or twice a year. It's happening like all the time throughout the whole week where mm. you've got these little these little spikes of things that are happening the weather or the the you know the you know the, the the weekends or i mean you know the payday when people get paid you know they get paid at the end of the week like there's loads of these things and you've just got to you've got to get your business up to be ready to go and that's so all of your advertising campaigns you know should be up, set up to do this so that's mm. the first thing we said. I think we spoke about this last week. That the biggest mistake people make with uh, with your advertising campaigns is they have a fixed budget and they don't change it. They leave it and then they, and they look mm. at it at the end of the month and go, "Oh, what return did we get?" You know, and, yeah. and 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 that's that's the biggest mistake. And it's the same thing. It's just it's pouncing on on the opportunity and making sure that you you're agile and you've got everyone in your team. If you're a bigger company, it's you know everybody's there ready to go because it's yeah. like that can be that can be you know difference between you know doing a doing all right you know just about you know doing you know doing a million dollars a month a year 
you know, to really pushing it and just the difference between the two. And I don't think you know, Google's particularly, special. I don't think Google's particularly good at it. Um, let me give an example. So like I'll talk about the menswear company that I run that spend a lot of money on ads for. So um, like Google will want to push this blazer with brass buttons. It's like it wants to push it all, all the time. And yet we'll know that we're just coming into spring and people are about to want to buy, you know, different types of blazers and, and all that kind of stuff, which is new and, and, and fashionable. Google will, because it's because of its history on that, that brass button blazer, it will want to push it over and over and over and over again, even though it won't necessarily sell as much because it hasn't got the data on it. And so if you know that something's about to hit and something's about to be big, you do need to kind of have a way to kind of start that data rolling because you might end up like having like it's Google shopping. You might end up having these 10 new products in Google shopping that are great and season are doing really well from the emails and all that kind of stuff. But because Google's got no data on them, it doesn't really spend any money on them. It doesn't really find out they're going to be big. So we have to help those along a little bit by allocating a bit of budget to those products and making sure that actually get some money spent on so that Google will start pushing them. Otherwise, you could go through the whole season and Google might never know that you've got these best sellers hidden there. And particularly, like, let's say, let's say for example, um, you, you sell umbrellas and Macintoshes, but you sell all sorts of other clothes, and there's a big storm uh, on that day. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that Google is going to go and push umbrellas and things like that. It won't do a little bit because you're going to get more searches for it. But it would make sense to kind of like have rainy day campaigns and things like that ready to go because you might be able to absolutely clean up on them um, because it, it's effectively too quick for Google to notice. It's still going to want to push the, the blazer with brass buttons. And, you know, that's what it wants to do because that's what people uh, people are searching for. So. Um, mm. effectively you've got to be you can't rely completely on AI that, that's what Google is now it, it's completely AI and AI wants to have a simple job with the data model that it's got and it wants to run and um, you know it's like those um, those AI models or those kind of um, I can't remember what it was that massive um, investment firm that went that eventually went bankrupt and it was this um, uh, it was in the 80s or 90s or something like that. And it was like this proof that they knew exactly what the stock market was going to do. And it was fantastic up until the point when it wasn't. And I think that mm. the AI models are great until there's on some unpredictability. And when there's unpredictability, those those companies that actually make some common sense changes and push are going to are going to do better because they're effectively going to be um you know they can see it you can see what's happening and you can you and you can get in there and you could do something about it so yeah i mean it, it's it's just kind yeah. of watching it isn't it well so let me ask you a question then so we're saying in some respects okay you get obviously you get natural seasonality in your business and you should be you should you should go with the flow rhythm you should push harder when when to when should you panic because because i'm saying generally to a couple of businesses you know, in the level two program recently, I'm saying, look, just don't panic. Like, you know, the market's going to come back. Uh, you know, it's raining at the moment, or you know, there's this happening, there's that happening. You know, don't don't panic. But when when should you? When, I don't want to. Obviously, don't want you to panic. But when should you go? Right, it's not working. Um, 
with the market's not coming back, you know, or you know, it's moved on. What when when do you, you know, how long would you run it at a point where you know you're pushing the rust as hard as you possibly can? Um, you know, you're probably pushing it more aggressively, and you don't think you can put the prices up. Where what what you know what, where do you go from that point then? I think. It's a bit like you, you kind of have this analogy where you think, how long can my business hold its breath? And because ultimately, yes, you can, you can knock off like a couple of weeks or something like that, a bad sales due to weather, but you can't take two months or three months mm. of, of spending and not getting the return. And, and so I think that if you, you make reactions to things within the week, but over the month or two months, you know, particularly two months, I mean, if you've been going two months and you haven't been hitting your targets and you haven't been doing it, like it doesn't matter if the market's not coming back. It's, it doesn't matter what the market's doing because you've got to make the business work. It's under, yeah. understandably, you know, you're in business. You've got costs. You, you've got to make a profit. That's what you're doing it for. So ultimately, you have to then say, okay, this new market is the new normal. This is, I need to be able to play in this market. How do I need to change my model to play in this market? Do I, you know, can I, you know, drop products that have a low margin? Can I direct spend to products that have high margin? Can I direct spend to products with higher lifetime customer value? Does, is there any products that I'm, uh, you know, it may be one in 10 products forces me to have uh, an unpopular shipping uh, cost just because that one's really, you know, like looking at it, looking at the model, because I think after two yeah. two months or okay. even even like one and a half months is basically where I'm starting to think, what's the model? What's working? And, you know, take our business, that, that the new business that we're running. Like, you know, we can see that we need to, we, can, we need to get the average order value up. We need to get the conversion rate up slightly. You know, there's a few things we need to do because ultimately, for that to be super profitable, it needs it needs some um, it needs some kind of uh, extra push. Yeah. And well, we and, say we need the margin. Yeah, it needs, yeah. It, the margin needs to go up. And so you know, we, you we can't are. you can't look at the market yeah. and go, "Wow, gosh, maybe that maybe they'll start buying, maybe they'll start buying more." And it's like it's not going to happen, is it? It's not going to happen. Well, like, I, you think you've got to, I think you've got day. to. It is a balance between. You know, saying because we, you know, I, I think that you know we've always said that you know you don't grow market share, you steal it. I mean, in mm. most cases, um, you know, you don't. You, you know, your your efforts that what you're doing in your e-commerce business isn't, isn't going to grow the market share. You're going to steal the market share from someone else. There's mm. a much better way to think about it. Um, you know, but at the same time, you know, you got there's a balance, isn't there? You got there's got to be a balance between you aggressively pushing and then just making sure that your cash mm. flow is good because it, there's no point aggressively pushing, not making any money at all, you know, take slamming your ass really hard, really getting for it and then, and literally making nothing. Um, it's very easy to it. do. So very easy to panic, yeah. increase your budget, lower your ROAS without realizing that that means you're never going to make a profit on that customer. There's no point having mm. that customer. Obviously, sometimes you've got to you've got to liquidate stock to get cash flow going and I understand I understand that. But at the same time, 
like fundamentally the business has to work and then you have to come back to average order value conversion rate lifetime customer value that's that's really all yeah all you've that's got it, to, it, you've it? to work with and the margin the margin is is really yeah. important because and I think like we've had internal discussions about us and, you, and stuff and I've seen you and the other business ta- partner talking about like you know oh, I don't think we can put the prices up because of this 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 and I'm like well let's look at the market let's let the market decide to us if we put the prices up and the market drops off right change it back it's it's one of those kind of um what's the guy who runs Amazon God Jeff Bezos kind of revolving door <laughs> decisions isn't it you know like there's some decisions where you you where, when you go through the door you can't turn around and go back through the door because it's it's closed yeah. door and then there's other ones where it's a revolving door in terms of pricing it's a revolving door you can put your prices up see what happens change it it change come back yeah. go okay that was silly let's change it back down you know whereas it's, it's something reversible. like what platform to use shopify woocommerce magento that's a closed door decision obviously you can come back eventually but it's not something you kind of go, ah, oh, it was a bit annoying. Let's just go back. You know, it's it's much more of a serious yeah. decision in yeah, e-commerce. So, yeah. you know, like let the market show you what pricing you can have. And, yeah. and you know, we, we put our prices up once just on a whim uh, right at the beginning. And it made, yeah, made no I difference. Put them on by 20%. Yeah. Um, yeah, it didn't make any difference. And actually, in retrospect, I think we should have gone more. We should have done yeah. it higher. Yeah. I don't think it would have made any difference at all. And it just would have meant it would have meant that we could have sustained a very aggressive ROAS target mm. for and, and actually been, you know what, that's fine. Whereas at yeah. the point that we're at, we're like, that's quite close to break even. Well, you've got to be careful yeah. not to make a decision on emotions. You've got to make, you know, because ultimately your business is positioned in the market in a certain way. And I've even seen this with companies where you think that the products are selling like they're selling other people's products and you think that they need to be exactly the same it's a company I'm working with in Australia at the moment and everybody sells these products from every single website and maybe maybe there's six different sites selling this and these products are um, they're actually selling them more expensive than everybody else but they're actually got a higher conversion rate and it doesn't make sense but you know, why work that out? You don't have to go, I don't know why it doesn't make sense, but I'm going to be, I'm, I'm, I'll take it. I'll take the higher price. I'll take mm. the higher conversion rate and I'll run with it. Like it doesn't have to make sense. You know, it doesn't have to rationally make sense. Yeah, it's you, true. You, you've you got can, to. Yeah, because your customers, customers, customers are, 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 you know, think one thing and you think another thing. And I think to be honest, it's a very short amount of time, you know, and you haven't really got time in e-commerce mm. to pontificate about why you just got to go for it mm. you know I mean, and if, like you say if it's a reversible decision you either can change it quick you just go and then yeah. you know and then just sell your business and relax yeah sit on you the beach have a nice time yeah yeah that's it and let someone else figure it out see the, the example i was talking about australia like i think it's actually something in their name that gives them extra trust for this market and it's like i don't know that but i think that i think that's what it is and so well, we've seen it, that a couple of times. There was another. There's a there's a UK brand that's selling all of the um, like health food supplements, but cool. Yeah, like they're a really cool, funky brand, and they've grown like they're selling everyone else's products at the same price as everyone else. 
Mm. But they just they've got a really, really great feel about them mm. and it's a great mm. brand. They've executed it very, very well. And they were they've grown from like you know, they did they did eight hundred thousand pounds in a month last month. And yeah. they went you know, and the month you know, they were doing, you know, you know, hundred grand like yeah. you know, eighteen months ago. And they've you know they've gone to eight No, eighteen months ago. Months. They were they weren't even started. They weren't even started, no. It's true. Yeah. You know, so, so it's not yeah. always about price. It's not always about price. It's it's it is about other things. It's about who people want yeah. to do business with as well. But you know, you, you've got to test these things. And if I say it's not about price, and you go you go and test it, you, know, you find out it is about price. That's that's what you found. But um, I don't know how we got onto price after talking about weather. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's because there's, there's there's ultimately, you know, there's not much you can do about the weather. Other than uh, go with the flow, yeah, and, and have some campaigns, back, which is have campaigns, yeah. campaigns ready to go, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But no, I, I think generally, it's, I think that probably the thing I was starting off at the start was 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 that you know when you when you're thinking about conversion rate optimization, you know you 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 cannot underestimate the motivation of the customer before they've even thought about mm. buying from you. You know, it's 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 massive, and it's it's quite what you what you do with that. You know, um, with that information is you know is up to you. But I would just say, um, it works both ways. You know, when mm. when you can see people are buying, you should push it harder, and you should be in the in yeah. you should be ready. And the same way, you know, on the other foot, like relax, relax a bit. And obviously, if you get like a you know, let's say you're selling barbecues and it's in the winter, you know, just chill out, relax, don't worry. The other thing, the other thing, I did. I, I was thinking about this when she were talking. The one thing I wanted to mention just before we go was um, you can create your own events. You can, yeah. you can create your own events within your business. Like, for example, and I may have mentioned this last week. Did I mention it last week? I was talking about someone who sells Christmas cards, and I said, I think I talked on, 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 the, no, call, on the other call. So. so basically, he sells Christmas cards and other Christmas products, and he had a really good July because he had a Christmas in July promotion. Right. Uh, so you did. You did. You said yeah. that mistake. You said it. Yeah. 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 Go on. And say so, it again. It's great. No, I don't think I said it on the podcast. I think I said it in the okay. in the in the implementation meeting. And so, like, he's created an event out of nothing, and drawn attention to the fact that it's Christmas in July, which kind of feels like a thing. And people like to get some people like to get Christmas done. So, if you have a business that is very seasonal, that ties into seasonality. You can kind of create that event in other months. If you know, you can't do it every month. He can't go and say Christmas in September, Christmas in you know, it doesn't work. But he could do July and August, mid-year Christmas, and and build the event. And um, you know, it, it, you could draw attention to something that isn't necessarily relevant, but is relevant for you. Now it's kind of like. You know, let's say you do very well on Valentine's. It's like you could do mid-year Valentine's or something like that or something. You can create these things and people do respond to them, particularly if you are that kind of brand that ties into it. And it's like, you know, let's say you do your flower shop and you do Valentine's. You do, you do, um, uh, you know, six month Valentine's and you could say, you know, we shouldn't just buy flowers for Valentine's Day. We should buy them all year round. Now's the great time to to buy them. You know, you could do something like that where you create your own mm. events. Because well, you create, I mean, like, look at look at fat, look at the fashion world. I mean, if you don't have a newness in the fashion world, you you've got nothing. 
Mm. You know, mm. they're, they're doing new drops all the time. And I think that's why you can be clever about even even if I mean, we've had we've had fashion brands before where they've not had anything new, but they've just said there's some new stuff here. Mm. You know, they've, they've had a collection that's been running for the whole season and then, and then halfway through the season, they go, oh, hey, here's some new additions to the collection. You know, and it, and it, and it not necessarily is new. I mean, that, you know, I'm not saying lie, but I'm saying you can create very subtle variations of existing products to make them put a campaign around to say that they're new. Mm. You know, because it yeah. creates an event and it gives people a reason to to be excited. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that done. Mm. Cool. Awesome. Thank you very much, Ian. Okay. And speak to yeah, you next week. Mark. Cheers. Yeah. Cheerio. Have a nice mm. evening.